We all fall. We all make mistakes. And we all have challenges. If we know what causes these things, we will learn to overcome. If we know how to break our fall, it's easier to get back up. Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I apologize for that. And, uh, well, some things happen, and you got to do the things in order to live life. So <laughs> so this is a brand-new episode. I hope you enjoy it. It's going to be good. And if you're um, just to get through some business stuff here, um, if you're following me on YouTube, please make sure to like, subscribe, and ring that bell. Um, 29% of the people that actually watch YouTube are not subscribers. So please, if you're one of those 29%, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And thank you very much. If you're listening to me um, on audio only or you prefer audio only, I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and I'm also on Facebook, and you can check out all my weird posts <laughs> on Instagram. So make sure to go there, and uh, I'll have all the stuff up on the screen right here, somewhere right around here. That's where usually where I put it, the lower thirds down there. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with me um, <laughs> each and every week, except for the last two weeks because, you know, I had some things to do. Whatever. You know, it happens. <laughs> I got one more thing to say. If, if, if you haven't noticed my beard, I use Wild Bull products. I use the beard butter. It is the greatest stuff. It's combable. It's all natural, and it's really, really good. Make sure to go to wildbull.shop. It's in the link below. Own your game. All right. So here we go. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. If you didn't catch it um, in, in the intro, or, um, I'm talking about breaking your fall. And what that means is, is... You know, if, if you've ever, like, I don't know, um, get messed up in life, I know I talk a lot about that, but I, uh, I've actually had some issues in my life. So I talk a lot about, about a lot of stuff because I, I found ways to get through them and, uh, you know, through Holy Spirit, through Jesus. And, and I've seen some great things happen in my life from the day, you know, I got saved. And it's been an amazing journey. And I just love to talk about those kinds of things. So... I'm going to put it to you this way. The devil never does anything new. He's always trying the same tricks in different variations. So when we recognize the simplicity of his tactics, we can block him with the things of God. So I'm going to be actually talking to believers today. And if you're not a believer, this is good for you too, um, because some stuff in here is going to be good. So make sure to pay attention. Okay. Um, <laughs> in other words, look at this. In other words, if you realize you're about to fall, you can break your fall before you get hurt. Um, so having an idea of what is around you, knowing what's happening, paying attention to things, um, what's influencing your thought processes, um, the thought processes that are constantly entering your mind will actually help guide you as we live life loving Jesus. So if we have an understanding of what's actually happening around us, if we know our, our emotional state, if we understand 
the, those kinds of things, we can feel what's going on around us, then we'll know when we get into a place where we're maybe about to take a fall um, or, or learn from our last fall. So oh, how about this? Have you ever jumped off the roof of your house? <laughs> maybe when you were a kid, maybe yesterday, I don't know. It, but if you land on your legs stiff, you're going to feel a tremendous pain. <laughs> and you will learn one of two things from that pain. Either don't jump off the roof or let your knees bend on impact and roll so you can do it again. So real quick disclaimer, um, I don't recommend jumping off of roofs. It does hurt <laughs> unless you know how to break your fall. So what happens in this scenario is you learn to either avoid the pain or you use the pain to teach you how not to jump off the roof <laughs> or basically how not to land is really what it is. Some things in life are simply not avoidable. And when we come to a place where we struggle or feel like we're about to fall, we can utilize our experiences to break that fall and continue on in the direction that we are headed. And the key to this is recognizing when you're going to fall or if you have already fallen. So recognizing that you have done so. So if you've already fallen, recognize that you are in that state. And um, and I was, like I said earlier, I said this is the, the this is this is the thought process since I've been a believer. Because if you're living for the devil, none of this matters in reality. If you're living in in that situation or you're okay with your sin or whatever, um, you probably won't even recognize these kinds of things. So this is what I want you to look at. Okay, here we go. So here are some things that I've seen when I'm having issues. Um, one, there's like five things here. So one, um, I reduce my quiet time with God. If when I'm having issues, I like don't want to talk to God. I don't want to spend time with God. Um, I if, if I have scheduled time with God, because I, I like to spend time in my office and just listen to worship music in the air conditioning. You know, I have my own air conditioner in my office, so I can get it cooler than the rest of the house. <laughs> yeah, baby. And <laughs> but I like to spend time in there. I listen to worship music, and I just spend time with him. And, and, and what happens is, is that it, when I get to a state where I really just don't want to do that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not spending time now. Or I stop seeing the value of spending time with God. So the mindset is changing and like, oh God, I really just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And if you start to realize that you have to realize that that's actually happening. And I'm not going to say force yourself to do it, but I am going to say you might want to actually just go spend time with God anyway, do it anyway, because you'll see a difference in the long run. And what happens when you're not spending time with God is you end up with an attitude shift. So this is the second thing, an attitude shift. Yeah, so you, you end up with a loss of convic uh, I said convi conviction, that's the word. So you end up with a loss of conviction. And what I mean by that is when you do spend time with God, maybe you pull out your Bible, you're reading your Bible, you're doing your stuff, and you're just like, yeah, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not feeling anything right now. You know, the Holy Spirit's just not touching me what I read, you know. <laughs> so that will cause less intimacy with God. So you have to recognize these things are happening and then you, you, your, your shift starts to shift towards the world because you're not spending time with God and you're not getting any conviction when you spend time with God, when you do spend time with God. So, because God's there to teach. So, and in the process of that, he's gonna say, hey, there's this thing's going on. You might wanna fix that or adjust this. 
And you might just change your mind shift to go, hey, you know what? I just deserve the things that are in the world. I need more of this. I need more of that. I need to spend more time on social media instead of with God because I like it better, you know? So these kinds of things start to create your fall, or if you're already fallen, you're avoiding doing these kinds of things. You're, you're, you're avoiding allowing God to convict you in certain areas and things like that. And, and then we start to say, well, everyone struggles. Everyone struggles. It's no big deal. This is all in our attitude shift. Everyone struggles. So what, who cares if I struggle? Nobody's going to think. I'm going to just figure it out on my own instead of consulting Holy Spirit and praying and spending time with God and doing that kind of stuff. Right. And besides, I'm still not as bad as I used to be. Right. So we have the, we have the, when you start to see these attitude adjustments, this attitude shift, we start to see these things come out of our mouth. And I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> I got plenty of time to ask for forgiveness. Right. Well, God's coming back. We don't know when, so I can just get forgiven as soon as I say, blink of an eye, buddy. <laughs> or here's number three. So number three out of these five is I, I don't feel like I feel like praying isn't working. Doubting that God is even interested in me. I doubt that God's even interested in me. It's not a big deal. I, I don't feel convicted because I'm not spending time with God. I deserve the things of the world. So, hey, guess what? Um, my prayers must not work. Or maybe you have this attitude of praying for others. It just seems so dumb. Somebody else will do it. Somebody else will pray for them. I get the text. Oh, let's pray for so-and-so. Eh, I don't want to pray for them. Whatever. You know, I just it, you start to see yourself falling. And then we find ourselves as this process moves on is we go, well, I'm just not going to bother going to church. So number four is not going to church. Oh, church just, it's, it's not really that important. I don't really need community. I don't need to spend time with other believers. I'm just going to do my own things. That's so you start to adjust into that attitude shift. You can see how these things connect. Um, and there's, there's, you know, when it comes to church, there's plenty of others who serve. I don't need to be there. Somebody else will serve for me. Somebody else will run sound, you know, somebody else will play guitar. You know, these kinds of things. So we start to think this way. And that's, you know, as we as we stop going to church, then we go, okay, you are absolutely in the middle of a fall. You are absolutely in a place where you're like, you know, because church is one of the hugest things that you can do. I know when, when I got saved for real, I, I, I've given you my story. Go back and read some of the, listen to some of the stuff that I've done before in the past. And I told my wife, I said, we are going to church. No matter what, we're going to wake up. We're going to get to church. We're going to do those things. And yes, there are days that I've missed church. And yes, there are days that I've made decisions to do other things. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm a real person. So, so we made, we, we've made those decisions not to go, but now we have an online option. <laughs> so I could watch church on the way to Disneyland. Uh, uh oh, I just busted myself, <laughs> but we get that mindset. Well, you know, well, church isn't just, isn't important. And they really don't need me there. Well, that's that's that just goes to show that you are in the process of something. You're in the process of falling. The enemy is telling you, you don't need to be at church. You can have the things of the world. You don't need to spend time with God. You've been to Bible school. You've done this and you've done that. You're, you're awesome, right? And then what happens there is now there's a decrease in giving. Um, well, the church don't need my money. I could pay my bills. I, my bills. I could pay my bills better if I don't tithe. Right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So a mindset change. We start to mess with this stuff. I can have that thing I was looking at at the store the other day. If I wasn't tithing, I could have those worldly things if I wasn't just giving God the other 10% of what he already gave me. 
you know. So we, we, we fall because of our mindset shift. We fall, and if we don't recognize these kinds of things, it will start to cause other issues. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this backwards real quick because I believe that tithing is is imperative um, in my, my personal life. I, I, um, when I started tithing for real and I started to understand what tithing actually is, I don't even care if, if a blessing comes, to be honest. I just, I've learned to give what God, give out of what God has already given me. Because God said everything, I made everything. God said I, he made everything, so everything is his, so I should give back to him. And church is a great place to do that. If you go to a great church, you should give into that ministry. And 10% is the bare minimum. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and brag about my giving. I'm not rich and all that kind of stuff. But... I, I give every month, I, I tithe every month, I give extra every month, I do those kinds of things. And because of that, I have seen great things happen financially, blessings with things. Uh, I'll tell you some stories. We, 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 we give clothes away like there's no tomorrow. And guess what? We always get clothes. I've never bought a piece of furniture. Why? Because I give away furniture. Somebody always gives me furniture. Um, I've had it, and it's just a weird thing. And so we start to see those things function in life. So if I'm tithing, I'm going to church, I'm spending time in church, so I'm getting community with other people that are tithing, and the Bible says that he will rebuke the devourer for, for our sake because of your tithe, which means now I'm not feeling or I'm doubting God because I'm seeing him do things in my life. So these kinds of things start to come together. My mind shift goes, I can do the things of God because I have the finances to do it, and now I can get over there and I, and I, I feel the conviction because I'm spending time with God through my... So you can take all these things and go, man, if, if I'm starting to see this, this pattern in my life, I need to do something. I need to realize that something is happening. And, and even if I don't see my prayers going forward, then that's fine because sometimes God takes time with stuff and, and that's okay. And we have to realize that, that, that maybe we have to go through something or maybe we feel like something's happening and there's going to be a great thing coming out on the other side. And there are plenty of other things that we can recognize, but these things, I think, are the keys to look for in our thinking when it comes to living life and loving Jesus. So if you are a believer and you live life loving Jesus every day, if these things are happening in your life, if these things are happening around you, you might want to take notice of them so that you can make adjustments. So if you're a believer and things like this start to creep into your thought process, you are headed for a fall. Sorry, but it's true. So if your thinking process is like this, I pray that you get yourself in order. So look, look at this, look at it this way. The enemy is going to absolutely try to drag us away from God. And that's where these thought processes thought process come from. And that's just the way it works. We're going to always have some kind of struggle. You'll hear me say that all the time. We're not, Christians are not void of issues. Christians are not immune to problems. We have the same issues as everybody else. And, you know, we have financial issues because we make mistakes just like anybody else does. But we have a God that's bigger than all those kinds of things. And if we find ourselves having issues, we need to respond with endurance. Well, what do you mean by that? I'm going to use an old gym term, no pain, no gain. Sometimes, you know, if you want to build a muscle, you have to, it's going to hurt a little bit. If you want to, um, I always tell people when I read, it hurts my brain. Um, I have concentration issues. So when I go to read stuff, it's really, really difficult for me. So I have to really, really, so I endure through that process in order to grasp the thing 
that I'm reading. That's just a personal thing. And and the kind of attitude we must trust the process and know that God is always there through all things. Part of this is understanding. If I see myself in a place, I have to go beyond my understanding and into God's understanding. I have to trust Holy Spirit in his guidance and Breaking your fall and getting back up again requires that kind of endurance and trust that what you are doing is God's plan even during the weak points. Because we all have weak points in our lives. We will all find a place that we go, oh man, this is so difficult. I just don't want to do it. Or, or, or we'll think that, well, God's not helping me right now. Well, <laughs> you know, Jonah was in a whale for three days. You know, he was on a boat. I talked about Jonah a while back. You know, um, a bunch of people had issues. Paul got had all kinds of problems. You got to go check those guys out. And, and, and think of it from this point of view. A harvest does not come without a waiting period. So you plant this, you, you, you toil the ground, you, you, you plow the ground, you plant the seed, you water the seed, you, you go through all the processes, the storms come, blow some seed away, the wind comes, does some things, the rain comes, over waters. You have all kinds of things that happen in this process of getting to a harvest. And the part of that is you have to sit through that part. That's the waiting period. And that's when the enemy is going to try to attack our patience. So we have to understand that during that 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 middle time, when I start the thing that God has for me to do, and I walk through this stuff, I'm going to fall, I'm going to trip, and if I know how to break my fall along the way, I'm going to continually get back up again and have the endurance to get all the way to the end. Now, I, I haven't read any Bible yet, so here we go. I keep shaking my camera. Sorry about that. So here we go. I'm getting a little excited today. <laughs> so here's James chapter 5, 7 through 11. And I'm going to try to break it down as I read it. So um, let's kind of just take a look at this. Dear brothers and sisters, who's he talking to? Brothers and sisters, he's talking to believers. Be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. So they wait. They, they have to. They, it, back then, you had to wait for the rain. They didn't have sprinkler systems to speed up the harvest. They didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So if the rain was too much, it would overwater. If the rain wasn't enough, your harvest wasn't big enough. So it's not, so looking at it from the farmer's point of view, like James is here, you have to go. Oh man, could you imagine being patient and waiting for these certain things? To, you know how long it takes for an avocado tree to actually sprout its first avocado from seed? About. 10 years. So if you want one avocado from that tree, you're going to be waiting a while. And in the process, you might see some things happen. <laughs> right? So here's verse eight. You too also must be patient. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. So you have to be patient. Us believers, we have to be patient and we have to take courage because things are going to happen along the way. Don't grumble about each other. Brothers and sisters, you will be judged for, look, the judge is standing at the door. So th these are places where the enemy can come in. Well, so-and-so said this and this and that and so on and so forth. And blankety, blank, blank, gossip comes in and starts to mess with us. Now I don't want to spend time with God because so-and-so said I don't, I'm not a real believer. So all these things come in. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So here's James actually telling us, look at the people that the Bible's written about. Look at these guys. 
Were they perfect? Did they have issues along their way? And then it says this, we give great honor to those who endure under suffering. So as we go through our issue, I'm not saying that God gives you the suffering because most of the time it's our own mistakes along the way. We, we, we accept something in our brain and we make it happen instead of instead of guiding, letting Holy Spirit guide that thought through our heart, our filter, and come out of our mouth and we start to see things happen, which are going to be the way God wants it to be in comparison to what the world wants it to be. And then we start to go through those five things. Oh, now I'm going to do this. God's not doing anything for me, so on and so forth. And we get through all that stuff. So back up and listen to the five things again, and you can see where they come into play. <laughs> now watch this. I'm going to say this. So we give great honor to this verse 11. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job. And oh, so he references Job here, a man of great endurance. This man lost his whole family, lost all his flock, lost his money, lost everything, but he never denied God. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. So when we go through these things, we have to stop and go, okay, I have to get back into that place where I'm spending time with God. I have to get my mind shifted back to the Holy Spirit. I got to get the, in a place where things are going to move forward and I got to stop. I got to get into church. I got to get back into church to where there's community, not just because church doesn't do anything for you if you don't join into the community. If you don't serve, if you don't do those things, church really is just like there. It's a building you go to. But if you don't get involved in that and you don't get to know people, and it's harder to grow as a believer if you're not hanging around other believers. So going back to those five things, we readjust our attitude shift so that we can get into the places that we need to be. And it's funny because when you read the Bible, every great person that was used by God either has all kinds of flaws <laughs> or got beat up by circumstance or failed in some way, shape, or form, but they never actually departed from doing the things that God called them to do. You know, uh, Peter had to have a dream in order to go talk to Cornelius. God had to physically change his mindset. So he went up and had a vision because Cornelius, this is Acts chapter 10, paraphrase, Cornelius goes, hey, I've been given alms. God goes, hey, you want the Holy Ghost? Go talk to Peter. So he sends some people and in, in, in this cool stuff. You got to go read Acts chapter 10. And so what happens is this, is while Cornelius is men, Cornelius is a, is a Gentile, so he's not a Jew. And, and Peter's kind of been in a place where he's been doing Jewish things again instead of realizing that he could do other stuff. So God gives him a dream that, that reinstates, hey, God is for everybody. So when, when, uh, when Cornelius' people knock on his door, he's ready to go. And then he goes and talks to Cornelius. The Holy Spirit falls. Awesome stuff. So you got to go check that out. So he was actually, so Peter was actually on a going backwards in his way of thinking and going back to the law and Jewish things. And that, that's a whole other thing. So I don't want to get too involved there. <laughs> but when we find ourselves, so he had flaws. Look at Paul. You know, Moses was a drunk. You know, these kinds of, you know, he got off the boat and went and got a beer right out, right out the gate. So, you know, okay, so wine at the time. He couldn't find any hops. <laughs> the rabbits had already taken off. <laughs> well, anyway, so, but we have to have an understanding that God knows who we are and where we are headed despite our flaws and shortcomings. He knows our potential. He sees what we will become. And while we are on that path, he gives us direction and guidance through Holy Spirit. 
A mountain cannot ascend without an earthquake. Sometimes we get shaken and we start to fall. But when we see that Holy Spirit is stepping in and he teaches us how to break our fall, we recognize the patterns in our lives that lead to a fall and we learn how to avoid it or get through it. We need to learn to break our fall as the harvest is on the other side of patience and endurance. Right on, right on. Thank you.